0: The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Hey, hello, welcome back. In this episode, we are going to shine a spotlight on the concept of preparation and planning, because it is the secret code to unleashing your empowerment, and I want you to have it. There's a question I get asked all the time, and I figure you might be wondering about it, too, so we're going to break that down. And, of course, we also have a couple of stories. One is an account of a traveler who finds themselves lost. That has happened to me. Has it happened to you? The other story is an eye-opener I learned at an FBI training on surviving an active shooter scenario. So if you're ready... Let's go. I get asked this all the time, and so I was wondering if you're thinking it too. The question, doesn't a self-defense class just make you paranoid, more scared, more fearful? My answer is always the same. It depends. That's my answer. You can invest your time and energy into an empowerment self-defense class, in which case my answer is that no, on the contrary, far from becoming paranoid, you'll have less fear. That's the empowerment part. But there are other programs out there, and I want you to know the difference so you can be a smart consumer. There are self-defense programs that may even use the term empowerment in their name, by the way which are more of a like an anti-rape aggression style or genre, these are often taught by people with military, law enforcement, or even martial arts backgrounds who believe that teaching you physical skills is all it takes. These programs tend to market to your fear. And yeah, participants leave oftentimes feeling more scared than they did when they got there. If you remember in a previous episode, I have had this quest to be really good at what I do. So I've participated in lots of classes over the years taught by other people. I've researched what is out there and who is teaching what. I do not recommend these fear-based aggression-based, martial-style classes. What these programs have in common is that they focus on the scariest stuff, the stuff on the more violent end of the continuum, the stuff that you and I know is actually least likely to happen to you and me. They perpetuate myths about how sexual assault and violence actually happen. And yeah, participants often feel condescended to, the only prevention offered comes by way of laying down very strict rules. Don't do this. Do that. Never do this. Always do that. What this does, these rules, is it reinforces the bullshit story that the victim is to blame for the assault. Follow these rules if you don't want to be a victim. And if you are, or if you were, a victim of assault, you probably didn't follow the rules. That's basically the message. Like I said, these classes tend to focus on the physical only, and so they teach relatively complex moves, which, while being impressive, incredible even, might not be the most practical techniques in real life for a non-martial artist or non-military trained person. By the way, over the years, I've heard many times from people who have taken these types of courses that because the moves were so complicated, they struggled to remember them and what to do in the moment when the moves were most needed. So yes, this type of class can Definitely leave the participants feeling more vulnerable, more scared, and honestly more helpless than they did when they walked in. However, empowerment self defense classes give you a life changing gift less fear and more freedom. How? Classes are taught by people who understand trauma and the challenges of being a person who's vulnerable to sexual assault and violence. Instructors are comfortable with any emotions that might come up, and we don't traffic in your fear. Empowerment classes separate fiction and myths from actual facts— So when you're operating with reality-based information, you can make real choices and keep yourself safer. Speaking of choices, an empowerment self-defense class is not going to give you rules and regulations to follow. And in doing that, they're not going to narrow your life down to a list of do's and don'ts. Instead, The focus is on giving you real information, easy tools, and choices, lots of choices. You get to be in charge of your life. You get to decide what's right for you. An empowerment self-defense class will never blame the victim and will never use, by the way, victim-blaming stories or tactics to present the information to you, to scare you, or to shame you into doing what they tell you to do. You will feel respected. You will not be condescended to. You will learn way more than just the physical skills. You'll learn about the way sexual assault and violence really work, you'll be taught to identify perpetrator behaviors early on so you can make choices to keep yourself safer right from the beginning. Not only does this put you at less risk, but it allows you the autonomy to make choices in the moment based on your knowledge, your strengths, and your resources. In an empowerment class, you'll learn how to use your voice and verbal self-defense techniques that will change your life and empower you forever. The physical tools you'll learn and practice in an empowerment class are practical and simple. They're easy to remember. They're easy to do. You can do them. You do not have to train martial arts, have a certain build or body size, be athletic or even coordinated to know how to kick someone's ass. Period. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You'll be taught how to manage your adrenaline, how to breathe through a freeze, how to stay calm in a situation that's scary. Your strengths will be identified and your power will be unleashed. An empowerment self-defense class opens up your world and sends you back out into it with more confidence than you had when you walked in and a deeper belief that you are limitless. Before you take a class, because I know you're going to, uh, but before you take a class, you'll probably want to ask some questions. Be a good consumer. Find out about the instructor and what you'll learn in the course. Observe the marketing. Ask for references. Seriously, if you're going to invest your time and energy into a class, I want you to get the best. By the way, Here's a plug for the National Women's Martial Arts Federation, the NWMAF. This organization has identified the specific differences between the types of self-defense courses we've just been talking about. And they've created a program to certify instructors who teach empowerment self-defense. They post these programs, schools, and instructors on their website so anyone can find them. Check out the NWMAF website to find out what classes are happening where you live. Okay, let's keep going. Let's talk about preparation and planning. But first, the self-defense story. A young adult traveler got lost. They were trying to find their way home after a long day out and about in a new country, a new city. Their knowledge of the local language was fairly rudimentary, and their understanding of local customs and practices was fairly new. They decided to ask a passerby for help getting back to their hotel. By using nonverbal cues and a combination of English mixed with a few local words, the hero of our story was able, they thought, to get their message conveyed. The passerby crooked their finger signaling, follow me, and so they walked. But it was weird. Something was off. They were being led away from the direction they thought they were supposed to be going in. They're like, what? And as they walked, they noticed that there were fewer and fewer people around. The crowds continued to thin out as late afternoon turned to dusk. They were getting a very creepy feeling. Then up ahead, they see a tunnel. It looked long and very, very dark. The tunnel was getting closer and closer, darker and more ominous. There were fewer and fewer people. What to do? As the story was told to me, the nerves were kicking in, Um, the breath was halting, the mind was racing, the fear was building. Should I be rude? What if I offend this person who's just trying to help me? What should I do? What would you do? Think about it. What are your options? By the way, what I'm doing here is setting you up to do some planning and preparation. See how sneaky I am? But seriously, it's this simple. Just think it through. If this were you, If you found yourself in this exact situation, what choices would you have and what do you think you could do to get out of it? Just ask yourself and think about it. You know I'm going to tell you how the story ends, just not for a couple more minutes because the ending of this story is going to illustrate my point. My point being that planning and preparation can change the course of your life. Planning and preparation far from making you more paranoid and scared, actually free you up to make choices when the going gets rough and you feel your adrenaline starting to course through your body. First, another story. This one is about fire drills. I was at an FBI presentation Training about responding to an active shooter scenario when I first heard this story. And I have used it ever since to illustrate how empowerment self defense training works. This is the secret code I promised you. This is the one that unleashes your empowerment. So, long, long, long ago, um, all schools were heated by old boilers or, you know, wood stoves. There were live flames inside schools where there were lots of children and teachers. And there were always fires. And every year, children and teachers died going back, way back. So in 1958, there was a huge school fire in Chicago And over 200 children and teachers were killed in that one fire. Immediately, Congress got together and enacted the fire drill law. That was in January of 1959. So very quickly, boom, fire drill law. And the law states that every month, every school has to have a fire drill. And I don't know about you, But I remember lining up, following the person right in front of you, going out of the classroom, turn right down the hallway, go down the stairs, turn left to get outside the building, go down those stairs, go to the farthest place away from the school and wait for your teacher and wait to be counted. And we did that every month, like clockwork. Sometimes it was exciting because we were in the middle of a quiz. Sometimes it was awful because we were in the middle of something that was actually interesting, but we did it. The point is, we're practicing every month when we're calm, when we have no skin in the game, when we're kind of relaxed, when it's not a big deal, when we know it's a drill. And then, God forbid, it's scary. You can't see. You smell smoke. You can't breathe. You hear sirens, you hear people screaming, you might see flames, it's hot, your heart is racing, you're freaking out, you know what to do. Your body knows what to do because you have practiced and practiced and practiced and that kicks in, that training kicks in. So since the enactment of the fire drill law in 1959, only one person has died in a school fire. This is exactly how any kind of training works, not just fire drills, but CPR too, for example. And yes, self-defense. You practice when you're calm. You do it when you're with other people, maybe in a casual setting, when you're kind of relaxed and you practice, you build your muscle memory, you think through scenarios and you learn easy things that you can do to stay safe or to keep others safe like fire drills, like CPR, like first aid, for goodness sakes, like knowing how to swim so you stay safe when you're around water. Empowerment self-defense is a life skill. It could save your life. It could save the life of your kid. So why is this not taught every year, at every grade level, in every public school across the country? Does that make sense to you? Okay, I'm digressing, sorry, back to preparation and planning. But you see from that story, when we prepare, when we plan, it works. Preparation and planning is not at all about being paranoid or more fearful. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. It just means that you have knowledge, information, and skills tucked away in your back pocket in case you ever need them. The end result is that you live with less fear, because one, you're not frightened unnecessarily about things that likely won't ever happen to you. Two, you trust yourself and your body to alert you if something's wrong. And three, you know you can handle yourself if you have to. And four, you're doing this planning and preparation to create a safe life. To look at boundaries, what works for you, how you set them, using your voice, making boundaries early on, whenever you feel something's off, so you create a safer life, period. That, my friend, is empowerment. So regarding self-defense, what does it mean to plan and prepare? Well, okay, first, you already know what I'm going to say. Take an empowerment self-defense class. Just make it happen, okay? Just get it done. You'll be so glad you did. Go to the NWMAF website and find a program near you. And also, by the way, keep listening to this podcast because it's chock full of the kind of information that we would give you in a self-defense class but remember, I really want you to get the physical skills, too. That's where your muscle memory is going to kick in with really simple strategies and strikes. so you'll know what to do if your brain, if your brain kind of goes wonky, okay? Second, become a life learner about this stuff. Life on life's terms means we keep our eyes open and see and feel what is actually happening in our society, in our communities, and in our own lives. And when there's something going on that we don't like, we do what we can to change it and make ourselves safer. That is what I'm talking about. So some things you can do. You can always read, watch, and listen to the news with a very critical eye and ear. The media is always going to pick the most dramatic stories about sexual assault and violence. But remember that stranger assaults, violent stranger assaults, the stuff on the farther end of the continuum that we talk about, those are the situations least likely to happen, especially if you're addressing all of the prevention stuff that happens lower down on the curriculum. Uh, sorry, the continuum that we talk about all the time. But with regards to the media, they get viewers, readers, and sell advertising slots the more dramatic the stories are. So take these stories seriously. Learn from them, them when you can, but just keep them in perspective, okay? Okay. Keep listening to this podcast because here you'll get information and facts about what sexual assault and violence really look like so you can identify and respond when you're still in the prevention stage. You'll hear from lots of experts in the field who are going to share with you everything they know, and I promise I'm sharing with you everything I know. Use your sleuthing brain Listen to podcasts like Crime Junkie. I love that one. Listen to Dirty John by Wondery. Notice the patterns, the ways perpetrators set up and groom their victims. All of these types of podcasts, like the murder podcasts and crime podcasts, they always help us identify these types of behaviors. Go to my website, naga community.com n-a-g-a community.com and look for the resources tab pull it down go to the blog section and just dig around you'll find lots of good information about empowerment self-defense sexual assault and violence read books i think i've mentioned missoula by jonathan krakauer about sexual assault on college campuses And Chanel Miller's book, Know My Name, but also read others, read lots of books, read books by Anita Hill, Toni Morrison, Alice Walker. Speaking of books, go to our Facebook group, The Empowerment Project Community, and scroll through all the posts. You're going to find links to information, websites, and lists of good books to read. Watch documentaries, and here's what I mean. Use your critical eye. Take the documentary about Jeffrey Epstein called Filthy Rich. It unfolds through the eyes of the survivors, which I think is really cool. And as you watch, look for and identify all the ways that Epstein and his sidekick, Jelaine Maxwell, groomed and manipulated and abused these girls and young women— and watch for all the powerful and wealthy people who are implicated. Use this, use these documentaries as a way to become more aware about how sexual predators work and watch how powerful and strong the survivors are as they speak up and speak out about what happened to them. They are taking a stand and they're doing their part to make the world a safer place for people like you and me. So watch it. It's very good. And there are lots of other ones as well. If you're in school, take classes that are going to expand your knowledge about power dynamics in our society. When you get the chance to do research projects, whether it's in science class or even math class, think outside the box, write papers, and choose topics like relationship violence, gender and power, how rape is handled by your local law enforcement agency. Interview people. Start digging around because you can become an expert in your own right. And please post what you find on our Facebook group too. By the way, let the rest of us know we would love to see what you're learning and what you're finding out. And of course, Last but not least, which was also the first thing, go to an empowerment self-defense class. Besides being a critical thinker and unleashing your inner detective, in other words, besides having good information that goes well beyond the drama that you see in movies and hear about in the news, let's talk about planning. What do I mean? If you're going into a situation that has you concerned, if you're confronted by someone at work who regularly makes you feel uncomfortable, if you're going on a date with an unknown or even relatively unknown person, if you have a family member that frequently gives you the creeps, if something's coming up that's new and unusual, like you're traveling to someplace new or you're starting a new job or you're heading into a new territory or going to a party with a bunch of people you don't know, like any of these situations, including situations that you are already thinking about, that are already causing you some concern, any of these situations and more, here's the secret sauce. Make a plan. Think it through. It's your life. It's your goals. It's your boundaries. It's your choices. This is Your life. So just think these things through and ask yourself, what message do I want to communicate? How can I keep myself safe? Who are people who will support me as I think through this and work through this? Who would be willing to talk with me about this? Who would be willing to role play this with me? What steps do I need to take to make this happen? Is there a possibility of retribution? If so, how do I keep myself safe? Is there someone who would stand with me while I do this as a silent supporter? Who can I check in with when I've done this? Who can I debrief with? Who will celebrate with me? These times when we stand up for ourselves, these times when we set our boundaries and really empower ourselves in our own lives here on planet earth these are worthy of celebration no matter how big or small because this is you growing and developing and becoming that's pretty awesome once you've thought everything through then you just make a plan and you practice it and you prepare it it's that simple Okay, I want to tell you the ending of the story. As you recall, the sky was getting duskier. There are fewer and fewer people around, and this long, dark tunnel is looming. Our hero's heart is pounding, and they're asking, what should I do? When all the practicing and planning that they had done for the previous almost a year kicked in. All of a sudden, it hit them that they knew exactly what they should do, and they stopped. They just stopped and said, No, no, I'm not going to follow you. They took a deep breath, felt super relieved that they were responding in the moment, and before they could turn to run, their guide swiftly grabbed them with both hands, So they're grabbing them on the wrist with both of their hands. Not only are they grabbing it, they're starting to pull the hero of this story towards that long, dark tunnel. They're literally grabbing and pulling. No, they yelled. And they did a very simple release that was embedded in their muscle memory. With their arm free, they turned and ran and they did not look back until they were in a more crowded location and they felt safer. Planning and preparation. Now, this person actually trained the same martial art that I do, which is how I came to hear their story. When this situation takes place, they trained this martial art less than a year. Our art is... Based in self-defense and getting out of all sorts of different grabs, like this exact one, um, along with other stuff like chokes and holds, practicing those is par for the course. Two or three times a week for the past few months, the hero of this story had practiced this exact release dozens, maybe hundreds of times. Muscle memory kicks in when your mind falters or goes blank. That's how it works. That is practice. That is preparation. But remember, I know you're saying this in your head, but no, you do not have to train a martial art to get the benefits of muscle memory. You might want to. I highly recommend it. It's really fun. You learn all sorts of cool stuff, but you do not have to train martial arts to know that your muscle memory can kick in. In an empowerment self-defense class, which remember is a finite period of time, you're going to do a ton of repetition of these very simple physical moves. They're simple and they're super effective. And again, just like fire drills and CPR classes, don't take just one. Take an empowerment self-defense class every year. Go back for a refresher. This is a great life skill. Take a class yourself. And by the way, get your kids in classes too. There are kids' self-defense classes. So find a good one and get your kids there. Just do it. Just get started. The sooner you get started, the sooner your muscle memory is going to get its training and you'll know that you can trust it. So if planning and preparation are the secret codes to unlocking our empowerment, just ask yourself, do I have any situations going on in my life that feel unsafe or that concern me? And if so, how am I going to think about them, think through them, and make a plan to empower myself and make myself better? safer what boundaries do i need to set what words do i need to use what things do i need to think about so consider it talk about it with friends with your therapist with family members you feel close to and safe with then make a plan and prepare yourself to stand in your power and claim your space on planet earth you can do this we believe in you I believe in you. You are strong and powerful. Period. By the way, use our Facebook group, the Empowerment Project Community, as a resource. Ask questions. Let us help you think through your situation and plan and prepare. This is what we do. Tell us your success story so we can cheer for you. Find us. Don't forget to answer the questions and then jump on in. Remember, The moderators are all empowerment self-defense instructors, and that, combined with the amazing people in this group, is a power pack of awesomeness, information, and support. Hey, we've made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening, and talk to you next time. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, But it's very cool and this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say this out loud, if you can repeat after me, do it because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where it's embarrassing, don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay, so I'm gonna say something and you're gonna repeat it after me. I'm gonna give you space to do that. And at the end, we're gonna say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! Woohoo! And hey, as a wrap up, will you do me a favor? Will you? Do all the things that you do when there's a podcast. Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week? Communicate with me. Review this podcast. Like, all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.